Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 35 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I hope you're all having a great night, great day, whenever you're listening to this. It's currently uh, late for me, once again. You know, I'm back on my... uh, (laughs) <laughs> back on my bad habit of, of recording EvoCast late at night. It's just sort of how the day how the day came to me. Uh, wasn't really in the mood to record until uh, until later at night. You know, like yeah, the probably the most the best idea for my health and for production value would be to record earlier in the day. Um, of course, I do have to wait for the people living with me to go to sleep, so I don't you know so I don't get bothered, so they don't hear me talking to myself like a crazy person. Um, so I do have to wait generally until a little bit later at night, but I got a little distracted. Uh, I actually fell asleep, <laughs> like, around the time where I was supposed to record EvoCast. I was just, like, laying down, relaxing, you know, my back, and I just, I fell asleep. Uh, it's not a big deal, though. I'm, I'm cool with recording late at night. Um, it's sort of okay, because, uh, today's episode is a little bit... How should I say lackluster uh, by by normal EvoCast standards? Not necessarily in quality, but in 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 content, um, because you know it's sort of a um, sort of what happens just with an unfortunate coincidence or not coincidence, an unfortunate set of circumstances where I have a lot to talk about, uh, and I don't want to cram it all into one big long episode because, um, you know, last week's episode or last, you know, whatever, last episode was pretty long, uh, by, by EvoCast standards. It was like an hour and 15 minutes. Normally, uh, normally episodes go for around an hour, uh, give or take, maybe a little bit longer, a little bit less than an hour, but so one fifteen, one hour and 15 minutes isn't necessarily super long, um, but it does limit the amount of time that I can talk about things today, and I fear that if I crammed everything together into one episode, I would not have enough time to talk about everything. You know, I would have to rush, and you know, also it's pretty late, um, so you'll have to forgive me. Uh, for maybe not biding my time as well as I, I should have, but in in the end of things, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, this isn't like a super professional podcast. I do what I want. Uh, you know, what I what I feel is best for me, for my health, and for the the quality of the podcast. So it's okay. You know, no uh, no harm done. Uh, you'll just have to wait an extra two weeks for me to talk about uh, the big thing that I have planned. Which, of course, if you haven't guessed already, is by you know by the title of the episode. Pretty sure last week, last episode, I said that I would talk about um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, uh, Rescue Team DX, and uh, I don't, I don't think I blatantly said that I would talk about it. Um, I simply just said that if I finished it, I would talk about it, um, and I did finish it. I finished the main story. Um, I still, I did it on stream. It was very fun, um, but. I still have a lot of post-game stuff to go through, and I am going to be streaming that as well. Um, I was planning on talking about it after I had finished just the, the, the story, you know, the, the game. Um, and I was perfectly okay with just not, not talking about, you know, not waiting to talk about it until I finished everything there is to talk about it. You know, I didn't do that with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, and that's not really the kind of, that's not really the kind of, formula that I want to go through when I talk about games. You know, this isn't like a super heavy review uh, podcast. I just talk about things, and I think that going through the main story of Mystery Dungeon is enough for, to me, you know, to warrant to talk about it. 
Um, but I have some some other things to talk about. We have quite a lot of news today, and um, episode six of Twilight Wings has come out, and Twilight Wings six is going to be the main sort of topic uh, for today. Um, so, you know, if maybe you're not interested in Twilight Wings, maybe you should, maybe you could skip this episode, you know, giving a little bit of a heads up so you're not bored <laughs> or you, you know, you li- end up listening to something and you end up a little bit disappointed, uh, that it wasn't what you wanted. So, uh, next week, most definitely, unless there's like some crazy Pokemon news that comes out and we get like a bunch of information about something that happens, uh, I will most likely you know, I say most likely because I can't guarantee anything, uh, be talking about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, and I'm very, very excited to do so. Uh, but you'll have to apologize. You'll have to apologize. Yeah, you apologize for me not to, not talking about something on my podcast. No, um, you'll have to forgive me uh, for not talking about Mystery Dungeon today, despite having already finished it. It's, like I said, due to time constraints, uh, I don't want to crush everything into one episode because I would really like to sort of uh, I would very much like to spend a long time talking about Mystery Dungeon, and I need a little bit more time to sort of gather my thoughts and make a good, you know, a good sort of collective talk about this game. Uh, because, like, I just finished it. Uh, when did I finish it? Hold on, I can I can actually look this up right now. I forget what day I finished it. It's the 8th right now. Well, it's, you know, it's still tech. It's technically the 8th, uh, but it's, it, you know, uh, it's after midnight. It was six days ago, so on the 2nd of July, I finished it, um, or I suppose, like, five days ago, because of, I assume it's telling me six days ago, because it's past midnight, you know, uh, it was, like, July 2nd, so it was, uh, not that long ago, and I still need a little bit more, t- more time to sort of collect my thoughts, I've been very busy recently, um, doing other stuff, and, uh, yeah, so, like I said, you'll have to forgive me for not having it ready to talk about, uh, but due to multiple factors, I'm just going to continue as normal. I spent way too long talking about why I didn't talk, I literally could have just said, oh, I am not, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) No, um, you know me, over-explaining things. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Uh, today's news is sort of, um, a little bulkier than usual. We've been, I've been sort of slacking on the news, the news (laughs) recently. Uh, and I don't necessarily know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, sort of depends on your, what you like to listen to when it comes to Pokemon content on Extreme EvoCast. Uh, but I I think I'm going to start talking more about the smaller updates for more obscure games, um, like uh, Pokemon Rumble, you know, uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix, because Cafe Mix just came out, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's getting frequent updates. The one game that I don't really want to talk about, uh, you'll have to, you'll have to forgive me for that, is, um, Pokemon Masters. <laughs> I just, I am really not interested in that game. I apologize. I tried to, like, write down things to say about it, but, like, it's literally just like, oh, uh, hey, there's some new trainers you can talk to, and, that's it. <laughs> and like you can get, I don't, I don't even know how Pokemon Masters works. I'm not going to lie. I don't have it. I've never played it. I've never really looked into anything. The only sort of information that I've gotten from it is looking on Cerebi.net uh, at like the news and like contemplating whether or not I want to talk about it. And I've decided that I'm not going to talk about it. So if you are, if you really, really enjoy uh, Pokemon Masters, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, this is not the place to listen to Pokemon Masters content, I don't play it, and honestly, I don't really have any interest in playing it, um, I, I don't know, I mean, I would probably like it, but for now, 
I'm not uh, I'm not super interested. Anyway, uh, going on that, the first bit of news is actually something that's pretty exciting. Uh, there was a shiny Zero Aura distribution because two, over 2 million Zero Aura were defeated uh, in the Max Raid Battle event for the Isle of Armor, which they, they promised. They would say, hey, like, I think they said, like, hey, if you beat a million, uh, we'll distribute a shiny Zero Aura to everybody. Um, and that ended, by the way. Uh, it ended yesterday on the 6th. Uh, you can't get it anymore. So if you're listening to this episode, you know, uh, statistically, if you're listening to this episode, it is impossible for you to get the shiny Zero Aura uh, for yourself. I'm sorry. Um, hopefully you got it. <laughs> it. It was literally just like you do it through Pokemon Home. That's it. Um, you, have to de- you have to have deposited a Pokemon in Pokemon Home from Sword and Shield since Wednesday, June 17th and have up till July 6th to do so to register, which is, of course, already passed. Um, so yeah, shiny zero aura. Very cool. I don't know if it has like perfect IVs or anything. I haven't looked, uh, but very cool. I'm glad that they distributed it. You know, shiny zero aura looks really cool. Zero aura is just a really cool Pokemon in general. I'm very, I'm very happy about that. Um, I'd also like to talk a little bit more about the wild area, you know, sort of changes that happen. Um, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be super consistent with this stuff, by the way. <clears throat> oh God, sorry. My voice just like died for a second there. Um, I can't, con- I can't, I can't promise that I'm actually going to talk about, uh, everything, you know, this sort of goes for all of the obscure games. Like if I miss a Pokemon Rumble Rush update, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm going to try and talk about it as much as I can, given that I'm not already, you know, uh, pushed for time. If I have a lot to talk about, like maybe next episode, I won't talk about like some of the more obscure stuffs, but you know, so to sort of, you know, not to like milk out the time, but just to sort of extend the time uh, for maybe a less content-filled episode, I think it's a good idea to give these games a little bit of a shout-out. Um, this is coming from Cerebi. It says, The Wild Area event has shifted in Pokemon Sword and Shield. With this, the 22 Gigantamax Pokemon have left the boosted raids, and with this, various Steel and Rock-type Pokemon have been added. At launch, this event is currently bugged as it's calling for an item that doesn't exist in the code, but a fix is expected soon. Oh my god, really? Hello? Interesting. Okay, apparently, edit. The bug that afflicted the Max Raid Battle event is fixed and raids can now be completed without a crash. Jeez. I wasn't aware of this. That's crazy. <laughs> cool. Uh, so this is topical. There's some Pokemon Go stuff. I know I normally start out with the Pokemon Go stuff, uh, but you know it's sort of all over the place this time, so I'm not going to worry too much about the organization of it. Uh, Niantic has announced this, the spotlight hours for the month of July. They happen at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time and are as follows. Uh, July 7th, which is today, or yesterday, I suppose, if you want to be technical, uh, is, was Talo. July 14th is Zubat. July 21st is Oddish, and July 28th is Buizel. So if you're looking to get those Pokemon, there you go. Uh, Speaking of Pokemon Rebel Rush, excuse me, uh, a new Battle Royale Cup has started. The Cup is the Faramosa Cup from today until July 8th. That's uh, (laughs) the day this episode releases. If you're listening to this episode on the day it releases and you want to do that, uh, hurry up. Uh, and the run will run a special bonus powering up fighting and bug type moves. The cup includes new pieces of Poke Clam Terran. I don't know what that means because I never played Rumble Rush, but there you go. <laughs> uh, Cafe Mix, sort of a new addition to the news club. Um, 
has uh, has some updates coming, which is exciting. Um, first, special customer event has begun in Pokemon Cafe Mix from today, which is uh, oh the seventh. Oh no, the first. Sorry, the first of July. Uh, I looked at the seven and I thought it was the the day. It, it's it was the month. Uh, so from July first to July fifteenth. Uh, Score Bunny will start to appear in the cafe as a customer. If you complete orders for it, you'll be able to recruit it to be a staff member. If you start building friendship before the event ends, you'll be able to invite it to a party and to still be able to recruit it. Alongside this, new regular orders have been added. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what that means because I haven't played Cafe Mix yet. Eventually, I will play this game. Uh, maybe I'll get... Maybe I'll... Because it's the first one, I'm actually thinking of like starting the game so I can not miss out on these events because I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, but yeah, cool. Cafe Mix is getting, you know, we, we sort of welcome Cafe Mix to the to the news category. Uh, I assume we're going to be hearing a lot about it in the next, who knows, <laughs> you know, uh, special customers, new orders, stuff like that. Very exciting. Speaking of Cafe Mix, this is, uh, this is pretty interesting here. A special set of TikTok stickers have gone live in Japan based on Pokemon Cafe Mix. This will add various imagery of the offerings from Pokemon Cafe Mix, as well as imagery of the Pokemon and puzzles from the game. Who knew that Pokemon would be <laughs> teaming up with TikTok? Uh, not something I expected to hear, but hey, TikTok. <laughs> you know, I don't think you need me to tell you. It's TikTok. It's uh, interesting. I'll say that much. But yeah, cool. Some Some Cafe Mix stuff going on with TikTok. That's exciting. There is a big event coming to Pokemon Go very soon. Oh, uh, sorry. Speaking of, speaking of Pokemon Go, um, July 19th has been announced as the next Pokemon Go Community Day and will be ghastly. So, you know, screw my, uh, screw my, um, my predictions you know for like oh and like the order they were going you know first you know they the 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 pattern that i discussed so much about apparently now it's just it's i mean i guess they're going back to kanto pokemon it was it was what weedle last time is that right i don't i already forget i think it was weedle last time and now i suppose they're going into uh they're going into into ghastly so I don't know if there's like a new pattern emerging. I sound like a conspiracy theorist, you know, like, oh, that, what's the pattern in the Pokemon? I assume they're just doing more Kanto Pokemon, I guess, um, which is exciting. Maybe they'll go through some of the more obscure Pokemon from Kanto and then they'll go into Johto and then Hoenn and, you know, until a next generation is released, I assume. Um, I probably should have predicted that like, or, you know, had an idea that that's what something they would do, you know, just go back and do some more obscure Pokemon. Uh, but cool, I guess I guess that's what they're going to be doing, like Weedle uh, and Ghastly. So, during this event, you will get a Gengar knowing Shadow Punch. Uh, there will be a special research ticket to get a research the Great Ghastly, costing $1. Finally, there will be, be a Community Day box featuring 30 Ultra Balls, an Elite Fast TM, 2 Incense, and 2 Incubators. I like the Great Gatsby reference. The Great Ghastly. Funny. Haha. <laughs> How silly, Pokemon. Or Niantic, I suppose. I'm sure Niantic, you know, deals with that. That's funny. Cool. So, yeah, next community is Hunter. Or Ghastly. Anyway, on to the actual big uh, Pokemon Go news. Uh, there's some stuff going on with flying-type Pokemon. Let me just find it real quick. 
I swear to God, I try to organize my notes as best as I possibly can, but I always end up losing everything. Let's see. The last thing I talked about was Cafe Mix on TikTok. Let's see if it's anywhere near that. I don't even remember where that is. There it is. Um, let's see. Here we go. I found it. <laughs> uh, so, first, starting off, uh, Niantic has announced that Pokemon Go Fest is going virtual. Uh, there was a little, there was a little trailer, a little video, uh, that Niantic released, or I guess the official Pokemon, uh, channel, uh, really saying that, uh, Pokemon Go is, Pokemon Go Fest is going virtual, so it seems like Pokemon Go Fest 2020, uh, will be over, you know, it won't be in physical, it won't be in physical space, which is obviously a good idea, uh, you don't need me, you don't need me to tell you why that is a good idea, but, uh, alongside that, um, let's see. It says, uh, the first Pokemon Go Fest weekly challenge event and the Pokemon Go fourth anniversary event has begun in the Asia Pacific regions. This event runs from July 3rd to July 8th. <laughs> that's, uh, if you're listening to this, that's today. Um, on the day it's released, obviously. Uh, it features a flying Pikachu, increased spawns of flying type Pokemon, and a party hat Pokemon, and party hat Pokemon returning. It also adds shiny P-Dove to the game and adds Ducklet and Swanna. This event also has some timed research that can unlock some Go Fest spawns. Uh, we're currently currently collating all the details of this event, so be sure to keep checking into our section. Not me. That was Cerebi talking. Mr. Cerebi, of course. The, the one person who runs Cerebi.net. No. Um, but yeah, that, that was a message from Cerebi. So if you want to learn more, I'm, uh, Cerebi has much more information than I do. And uh, yeah, Pokemon Go. Fourth anniversary. That's very exciting. Um, it really happened in July? I guess that makes sense because it was during the summer, huh? Interesting. Well, uh, flying Pikachu. What does the flying Pikachu look like? Let me see this. <laughs> Is it just flying? Or does it have, like, balloons? Probably has balloons, huh? Oh, it does have balloons. Oh, that is adorable. I'm looking at it right now. It's just, it's just a Pikachu with balloons tied to its back. That's so cute. Wow. Well, I, it's a reference to the uh, to the flying Pikachu card. That's so cute. Well, that's fun. Uh, yeah, the Pokemon Go fourth anniversary is happening, or yeah, is currently happening right now, uh, and ends the day this episode releases. So Jesus Christ, if you haven't uh, haven't taken part in that yet, go do that. Uh, like I say, pretty much every episode, I am not able to take part because of my living situation, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully, when I go back to college, who knows when. Uh, I'll be able to take part in Pokemon Go, and hopefully I can talk about it with a little bit more of personal experience. Um, Shiny P-Dove, it added Ducklet and Swanna, which apparently weren't in the game before. I think I saw a friend talking about that, actually. Uh, so that's exciting. Cool. Lots of uh, big, big Pokemon Go events happening soon, uh, with the Community Day coming up, the fourth anniversary, and this uh, Flying Pikachu event. Uh, last thing on the radar for Pokemon Go, I promise. Uh, Pokemon Go has an event coming soon, um, but is available to you early if you are level 40. Of course, you know, Niantic loves to, uh, spoil the people who spend the most time in their game. I guess that's the best, uh, market strategy, huh? Uh, it says, Niantic has announced a new feature for Pokemon Go. This feature focuses on Team Go Rocket and implements this, the rocket balloon into the game. With this, you can now encounter Team Go Rocket via balloons if you are level 40. 
As you play a game, occasionally a Team Go Rocket Balloon will lower down above you. Tap it and you get, and you get a battle with Team Go Rocket Grunts and leaders including Giovanni. We've added full details to our Team Go Rocket section. Oh, the Pokemon Go Team... The Pokemon Team... Oh my god. The Pokemon Go Team Rocket... Team Go Rocket Balloon... That is a mouthful and a half. Uh, feature has now started to roll out for players level 35 and above. Uh, and a Team Go Rocket Cap is now available to purchase from Pokemon Go for 150 Pokecoins. <laughs> and with that, that is the last of the uh, of the Pokemon Go information. Uh, that actually released today. Well, I, the day of recording, so the 7th. Uh, so this is completely new information. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, let's see, you got a little bit more stuff about Cafe Mix. I know this news has been going for a long time. Like I said, I'm not opposed to it <laughs> uh, because don't really have super a lot of things to talk about today uh but lucario is being added to pokemon cafe mix you can t- sorry you know for sort of jumbling this around uh like you know i talked about cafe mix earlier i'm sort of going in chronological order like the the lucario being released happened on the sixth and you know like the score bunny being released on the first uh so the times, you know, the, the the chronological times are a little mismatch, and the way that I do my notes is, you know, I look through, I scroll through the most recent news, and I, I talk about that, uh, or I talk about the 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 oldest <laughs> the oldest news in chronological order first, and then I go up to more recent things. Um, Lucario is being added to Pokemon Cafe Mix. It says it has been confirmed there will be brand new order stages added to Pokemon Cafe Mix this Wednesday, which is the eighth day of release for this episode and alongside this lucario will be added to the game it's currently unclear how many new stages will be added but we'll detail them in full as they're released so be sure to check back you heard them folks uh be sure to check back to Serebi if you want you know information that isn't two weeks late <laughs> you know i'll you know maybe i'll talk about it uh next week or next episode but i can't guarantee anything so if you're super interested in that uh be sure to check back into Serebi, of course I am very thankful for Cerebi's information because it's mo- where I get most of, if not like all 99% of my, my uh, content for this podcast. At least the news part, you know, the, the, inf- the most recent information. Like, I worry a little bit that it's sort of just like, oh, I'm just reading off of Cerebi. But honestly, it's the most credible source of information that I could find. <laughs> you know, uh, I, think, I think it would be a lot more difficult for me to sort of compile everything if I didn't have Cerebi. So once again, thank you again to Cerebi. Uh, if, you know, anybody from Cerebi is listening to this for providing, you know, most of the information on my podcast. <laughs> I don't think this podcast would be able to function nearly as well as it is now uh, without this sort of archive of information. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. Finally. Um, okay, so I think I made a mistake last time. I can't remember. I and like I can't be asked to go through and listen to the the episode. Uh, I think I called the TCG pack release just legendary, like TCG legendary. I don't remember. I don't because they 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 sort of they released it. It came out or it, it's coming out uh, July 10th, and they released most of the uh, most of the cards that are being released in the pack. And when I talked about it. I called it just legendary, and now it's saying that it's called legendary beat, which, if my memory serves me right, I don't remember saying that. Uh, so the 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 TCG pack is called legendary beat. 
Uh, and it's coming out in legend on on legendary on July tenth, twenty twenty. Uh, it will feature. It features a variety of legendary Pokemon, including a new style of card known as Amazing Rares, which have big effects but with strong energy costs. Uh, and if you're interested, you can again go to Cerebi, look at their card decks, card decks, um, and uh, it has been updated with full details of the new legendary Beat TCG. And that is going to do it for the news for today. Uh, before we get into the main topic, which is Twilight Wing Six. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode. Uh, random Pokemon of the Week. I almost said Move Tutor. <laughs> random Pokemon of the Week. And uh, today's random Pokemon is number 388. If you can guess what that is, I applaud you. Actually, you know, that might not, that might not actually be too hard uh, given that it is... Oh, I'm not going to spoil it. It, it. You know, if you want to take a second and sort of pause the podcast and you want to think about uh what pokemon this is i employ you to do so because it might actually not be as hard as i think it is um number 388 is grottle <laughs> uh the middle stage of the torterra line or turtwig line i suppose um the reason why i said it might be easy is because some people know you know um there is there was there was 386 pokemon released in hoenn so 388 would be the second pokemon released in Sinnoh. Um, which is Grottle, because Turtwig is first. Um, let's see. Grottle is a grass-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 4. It evolves from Turtwig starting at level 18 and evolves into Torterra starting at level 32. Grottle is the Grove Pokemon. Uh, it is grass-type, like I said. It has the abilities Overgrow and Shell Armor as its hidden ability. And like all starters, it has an 87.5% male, 12.5% female ratio. Um, it is three foot seven or 1.1 meters. Wow. That's a lot taller than I thought. I guess actually, no, that's, you know, that is like almost exactly what I imagined it being. How tall is Torterra? I guess I shouldn't be looking seven feet tall. I guess that's because of the huge tree on its back, but Jesus. Uh, anyway, three foot seven, 1.1 meters, uh, 213.8 pounds or 97 flat kilograms. Uh, Grottle is an interesting Pokemon because I, like, I can't remember if I've, if I've done a discussion about middle stages before. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I assume it's going to happen every time. Uh, you know, every, every time I talk about a middle stage starter evolution, evolution, which, you know, uh, by statistics, you know, isn't going to happen for too long if I end up going through them all. Grottle, <laughs> you know, I don't really know what to say. Grottle is, I mean, I really, really enjoy Torterra. Torterra is, like, honestly, I, I would say that tur- the Turtwig line is my favorite in uh, in Generation 4. Out of all the starters, I really enjoy Turtwig. I really enjoy Torterra. But Grottle, I mean, it's cool. It looks like a Chia pet. You know, it's got, like, the... the <laughs> I, like, it's, you know, it's got, like, the, the, the shielded face. It, like... It, Grottle is the exact definition of a middle stage Pokemon. It looks like a middle stage Pokemon. It's, you know, it looks like grass type Heatran. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, it's quite like it's, it's the middle stage Pokemon that looks, that doesn't really look like either of the other two evolutions. You know, Torterra itself actually does not really look too much like Turtwig and Torterra or Turtwig and, and Grottle. 
you know, Turtwig has the very, has the very, you know, bright green and like bright green full body with like yellow mouth and yellow feet. And Grottle sort of continues this with having like, you know, a little bit of a darker yellow, like shell, uh, like a mouthpiece and feet. Uh, and of course it gets like the big bushes on the back. But Torterra has no yellow on it whatsoever. It's, it's replaced with brown. Which is present on Grotto and Turtwig, but not as much as, not as much, you know, as, as Torterra. And, like, Torterra looks very, very different, which I suppose is not uh, rare for final stage evolution Pokemon, for them to not really necessarily look like their first and second stages, but, like, come on. Torterra looks way different than, than, than the other two. Maybe I'm just crazy. Uh, but this episode is not about Torterra, this episode is about Grotto. Um, is there any trivia about Grottle? Oh, okay. Grottle is the heaviest of the second stage starter Pokemon uh, at 213 pounds, being heavier than any other fully evolved starter, than many other fully evolved starter Pokemon. Wow. Uh, Grottle is the only second stage Sinnoh Pokemon, starter Pokemon to evolve at level 32. Monferno and Primplup both evolve at level 36. Why? What? Really? Why does Grottle evolve at level 32 and Monferno and Primpup evolve at level 36? Does does Turtwig evolve later than everyone else? Hold on, let me look. It probably says it on, on Turtwig's trivia. No? Hold on, I need to look this up now. Does Chimchar... Because Turtwig evolves at level 18, which is a little bit... If I remember correctly, it's a little bit later than most starters, which evolve at level 16. Does tur does Chimchar evolve at 14? Chimchar evolves at level 14? What is this... What is this distribution of... 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 Of, of evolutions? Piplup? What about you, Piplup? Level 16. So, theoretically... Chimchar evolves at level 14, Piplup evolves at level 16, and Turtwig evolves at level 18. And that makes sense for Turtwig to evolve at level 38, or level 32, because it evolves later. You know, it evolves, it evolves later than, two later than Piplup, and four later than Chimchar. Which would make sense if Piplup and Chimchar didn't both evolve at the same level. Piplup this is racking my brain. Chimchar should evolve at level 38. Because it evolves the earliest. So in that sense, it should evolve the latest. Right? Do you, do you see what I'm getting here? Piplup evolves at level 16 and then 36, which is normal. And then Turtwig evolves later, but earlier to its final. Later to its, its middle and then later or earlier to its final. So why doesn't Chimchar evolve? Why doesn't Monferno evolve at level 36? What is the point? <laughs> Why does Pip... Is that, a, is that a mistake? Why does Turtwig... Like, all three of the starters evolve at different levels, and then their second stages should also sort of go in correlation with that, but they don't. What the heck, Nintendo? What are you doing to me? You're, you're, you're going to drive me... Nintendo is going to drive me crazy. Pokemon is going to drive me crazy, and I am I blame them for doing this. Why? This is going to this is gonna hurt me. This hurts me on a, on a personal level. Why would they do this? 
What is the point? <laughs> I don't understand. It's like I get the pattern that they're trying to go for, but they did it wrong. I'm pretty sure other starters do that. Hold on. I'm Call me crazy here. We're going to go into this. What level does Oshawott of all that? Okay, let's see. Oshawott evolves at level 17 and evolves at level 36. Oh, don't tell me Unova does it too. What is this? Okay, what about Tebic? 17, okay. They, they, good. <laughs> Unova fixed it. Does Snivy also evolve at 17? They do. Oh, they all evolve at the same level. Thank God. I was going to say, Unova, you can't turn me dirty like this. What about Hotman? What about Mudkip? What level does Mudkip evolve at? 16 and evolves into Swampert at level, at level 36. Okay. That's normal. What about Torchic? <laughs> this, is, this is driving me crazy. 16, 36. Good. Wahoo, Trigo. Oh. Decimal Trigo wrong? Is it with a C? I think it's with a C. Tree, yeah, because it's Gecko. Trico, okay. 16, okay. Gen 3 didn't do it. And they didn't do it at Unova. I'm going to keep looking at this. What about Fennekin? 16 and 36. Good. Fennekin wouldn't do me dirty like that. What about Chespin? 16 and 36. Okay, it seems like... Is Generation 4 the only one that did that? Um, this is blowing my mind. What about Gen 2? 14. Okay, hold on a minute. Cyndaquil evolves at level 14. And Kulava evolves at level 36. What about Totodile? You can't do me dirty like this. 18? And then evolves into Feraligator at level 30. What? Hold on a minute. It's, as long as they do it correctly, I don't care. <laughs> But if they're gonna mess up, uh, this is this is you know this means nothing. Okay, so let's think about it this way: Cyndaquil evolves into level fourteen. It evolves earlier, and it evolves at level thirty-six, which compared to Totodile is later because it evolves into Croconaut level eighteen, which is the latest, I assume, four higher than Cyndaquil, but evolves six earlier than Quilava at level thirty. What about my girl Chikorita? Chikorina, level 16, level 32. Okay, that, you know, realistically, Cyndaquil should evolve at level 34 because if it's it's 30 and then 32 and then 36, which is a little bit weird, but it's a little bit more excusable. You know, Totodile evolves later, but evolves earlier. Like, like Turtwig should. <laughs> uh, Cyndaquil evolves earlier, but evolves, evolves earlier into his middle, and then later into its final, and, and Chikorita evolves middle and middle. That makes sense. But they messed up in Gen 4. This is going to drive me insane. I hate this. <laughs> it's a little messed up with with uh, with Gen 2. Gen 2 is not perfect either. Dare I look at Gen 1? God. I think it's I think it's customary that I should. Hold on. I'm sorry about this. Okay, Charmander evolves at level 16, and then 36. It's probably just 16, 36. So, like, they changed up the formula. Yeah, Squirtle's the same, and I assume Bulbasaur is also the same. They changed up the formula 
for Gen 2, and they were like, oh, we shouldn't do that again in Gen 3. And then in Gen 4, they're like, all right, let's try that again, and they messed up again. Wait, hold, whoa. Hold. Are you kidding me? Hold on a second. You want to you run that by me again? Bulbasaur? Squirtle evolves at level 16 and then evolves at level 36. Charmander evolves at level 16 and then at level 36. Bulbasaur evolves at level 16 and then evolves into Venusaur at level 32. It's just like Turtwig. No, it's not like Turtwig. It's different. <laughs> Why? I hate this. Why... Why can't they make them the same? They did it for Gen... Okay. They fixed it in Gen 3. <clears throat> Gen 3 would not do me dirty like that. <laughs> they they did something a little bit weird in Gen 1, and then they went out of the box in and, and Gen 2 and did it wrong. Gen 3, they fixed it and made all of them the same. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. And then Gen 4, they just messed up again. Gen 5, they fixed it. Gen 6, they fixed it. Dare I look at Gen 7? I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue this. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Poplio. Oh, what is this? Poplio. What is this? Rowlet. Oh, never mind. I think we're okay. Yep, okay. Gen 7 is safe. <laughs> They're, they all evolve at level 17 and then at level 34. Good, Gen 7 is safe. Now what about Gen 8? Last one, I promise. Score Bunny, 16 and then 35. Hmm. Why? Why can't they just keep it consistent? What is the point? Why can't they keep it consistent? Okay, it's consistent for Sobble. And for Score Bunny. Okay, what? Okay, yeah, it's consistent for all three, but they evolve one level earlier in their late states. They evolve at level 35. They evolve at level 16 and then at level 35. Why not 36? What is the point? Why do they keep changing it? This is going to drive me insane. I can't believe my eyes. <laughs> what? Like, what is the point of making these Pokemon evolve at different levels every generation? The starter should evolve all... Like, like I get it, but like... Like, I get it if it was a little different. Like, if they changed it from, like, you know, 16 and 36 to, like, 20 and 40. But they're changing it by, like, one number every time. Like, okay, this Pokemon this Pokemon evolves at level 16. All of the starters evolve at level 16. And then all of their, their, their final evolutions evolve at level 36. Okay, that makes sense. Next generation, it's 16 and 35. What is the point? <laughs> anyway... That was that was way too long uh for that. I this I I encounter things on Evocast like the green tinted unpheasant or the green tinted tranquil. This is just another green tinted tranquil situation. I can't believe I am a, I'm a, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what to say. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's keep looking through Grottle. Oh boy. Uh, when Grotto evolves into Torterra, all of its stats increase by 20 points. Cool. <laughs> I guess. I'm like, I'm, this is like soiled Grotto for me now. Not really, but like, you know, come on. 
I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that. Anyway, uh, let's look at Grottle's base stats. Because, surprise, surprise, uh, we're not going to be talking about Grottle in a competitive format because it is a middle evolution Pokemon. Uh, Grottle has acorns? In the anime, Grottle is seen to produce acorn-like nuts instead. Oh, wait. Oh. Grottle lives in forests but leaves during the day to allow sunlight on, it, sunlight on its trees. Berries grow on the trees, attracting some species of Pokemon. In the anime, Grottle is seen to produce acorn-like nuts instead. Oh, very nice. That's interesting. That's an interesting little tidbit. I like that. Uh, last... Oh, no. Hold on. Base stats. HP is 75. Attack is 89. What a weird number. Defense is 85, special attack is 55, special defense is 65, and speed is 36. What a weird Pokemon. Why do they have such weird stats, weird quirks about them? I just don't get it. I'm noticing everything with this with this Pokemon. <laughs> oh, Grottle was my enemy. Anyway, let's look at its shiny. It, okay, it's. I, I was actually. I was gonna make some quip about like, oh, Grottle. Oh, no, another surprising thing about Grottle is shiny sucks, but it's actually not that bad. It's actually kind of cool. It gets like its its bushes stay the same, which I suppose makes sense because you know, just because a Pokemon's skin color changes doesn't mean it's it the grass growing out of it necessarily would change. Uh, its orange feet and tail and mouthpiece turn into like a teal, like a bright green blue which is really cool looking in contrast with its main color which is changed from a light green to a yellow it's very cool i'm not gonna lie i actually really enjoy this pokemon shiny it doesn't make any sense <laughs> but it looks cool it looks cool as hell i wish i did that treatment with torterra torterra shiny it looks bad i mean i'll get i'll get to that in a later episode when we eventually talk about torterra but like grottle shiny is just cool <laughs> what about turtwig yeah Tur uh, turtwig is like okay turtwig is the same as grottle a little bit less so turtwig is a little more dulled down because of the brown it has on its shell but like turtwig grottle is just cool i really enjoy this shiny i'm gonna give this shiny hmm it doesn't look any different in its uh, in the 3D forms. Something that's good. Something that's uh, you know acceptable. Uh, so I can't give it like an average score. So I'm just gonna give it a flat eight, eight out of ten for Grottle. It's good. It's not great. It doesn't really make any sense. Uh, but it's cool. I like it. I think it's I think it's pretty darn. Uh, it it's unique. That's for sure. <laughs> Very interesting. All right. Well, sweet. Uh, there's Grottle for you. Anyway, moving on to the last little bit of information we have today, uh, I'm going to talk about Twilight Wings Episode 6. Uh, Twilight Wings Episode 6 was titled Moonlight, I think. Um, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. Yada yada, I say it every single episode. Every single time I talk about Twilight Wings, I'm going to avoid it this time. It's beautiful as always. And I wished the Pokemon anime looked like this. <laughs> you will hear me say that. You have heard me say that for every single episode of Twilight Wings. And you will hear me say that for every episode of Twilight Wings after this. So I'm just going to say it right now. My stance on that has not changed with this episode. It is beautiful as always. It is Sorry, it's not beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I wish the anime was like this. You know, you've heard it before. You've heard me clown around before with this, with this, with this statement. Uh, and I'm... My... 
my stance, my stance on it has not changed. Anyway, let's get into the meat of today's episode, or today's, you know, today's Twilight Wings. Um, first things first, the, this episode is about Alistair, which is 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 cool to me because I have sword. <laughs> I, I don't I don't own shield, uh, so I fought B in my uh, you know in my in my sword in my playthrough like all three of my playthroughs or two of my playthroughs that i've done i fought b um and i never got to experience alistair like ever um because you know i don't have sword so i don't have shield so it it was cool to see to see alistair sort of personified because i don't really know anything about him um i don't know much about alistair um other than i know he's the ghost type gym leader and i know he's creepy (laughs) that's it that's all i know about alistair um and seeing his his personality in this episode was a good treat to me um because like i said i've i've never seen him before um so though i will say they didn't really go too much into his personality or his character uh, other than the fact that he is a scaredy cat <laughs> uh he well he's uh, i mean i wouldn't say he's a scaredy cat because he has like a full team of ghosts around him at all times uh, in the episode he has like a gengar a haunter and a ghastly like his like posse around him all times uh so obviously he's not scared of ghosts but he's scared of physical contact with other people like when the main the kid who approaches uh, Alistair in the story. This is obviously going to include spoilers, by the way. So if you haven't seen the newest episode of Pokemon Twilight Wings, uh, I would recommend you do you go watch it before listening to this uh, episode. Or this this part, I guess, of this episode. Um, so spoiler, you know, spoiler alert has ended. I'm talking about I'm talking about the episode now. Um, the the main kid or the kid that we see in the hospital in the, in the very first few episodes, um, which by the way, I'm glad they're continuing the story. I was wondering when they were going to sort of go with this story again. Um, the, the kid who we saw in the very first episode, uh, John, the blonde kid who wanted to be a Pokemon trainer, but the kid, uh, argued with him and is like, Oh, you're never getting out of the hospital. You know, like don't believe in, you know, uh, you should give up and it was it was kind of, it was mean i mean I'm, I'm gonna be the first one to say it was mean uh and he feels bad about it so he went to alistair he was like hey uh you're a gym leader i was wondering if you could help me uh you could help me sort of you know uh go apologize to him and also if you could help me sort of um talk to rose i guess or leon about you know about joining the league as a trainer uh and stuff like that and eventually uh, Alistair helps this child, li- this this celebrity, uh, you know, this celebrity, this gym leader helps a literal child uh, break into a hospital, <laughs> which I think is a hilarious story and is obviously out there uh, because, you know, they break, a gym leader helps a child break into a hospital, which I think is both hilarious and also just weird. Uh, well, it makes sense in the context of the story, but I just think it's funny. Um, uh, and then, you know, the kid apologizes to John. He says like, oh, you know, we're going to be, you know, you can be a good Pokemon trainer. I'm sorry for not telling you. And then he's like, let's be the best Pokemon trainers that we could be. And it was all emotional and happy. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the whole story. And, you know, John forgave him and, you know, it ended with a little shot of, uh, 
normally the normally Twilight Wings episodes end with like a shot of like concept art or like a heavily painted scene from the episode I assume is like concept art or like production art you know it's sort of like it's sort of like a hey this is what we want this is what we envision for the episode or maybe it's created for the episode I'm not sure um but this time it was replaced with a little snippet of Rose giving Leon the letter from John which is exciting and we also got to hear her we got also got to hear a little snippet of uh Leon's voice which is very nice it's very good I mean it fits him you know it's I don't really know how to explain it uh, but we got to hear Leon's voice. It's cool. All the voice acting in this in this uh, in this anime series is very good. I really, like I've said before, I really enjoy the sort of voices they give. Alistair's was cool. It was like he sounded very young. I'm not sure actually how young Alistair is. I assume he's not. You know, thinking about it like this, he might actually be a child. I mean, not like a like a, like a child child, but like he he obviously obviously young. So maybe saying like you know, local celebrity helps child break into hospital should more be local child celebrity helps child break into a hospital. Uh, but still, I think that's still hilarious. Um, there's not really much else to say. Um, I like the setting that it was in. It was pretty much all at nighttime, which of course is beautiful. Um, and the, uh, the one thing that I noted is that the ghost type Pokemon sort of like, you know, like, Pokemon has sort of a hard time showing off these these ghost-type Pokemon is actually scary. But, like, seeing them, like, wander around in the graveyard at night around this literal kid is was pretty scary. And the thought of, like, going into a, you know, going into a graveyard at night with all these ghost-type Pokemon? I didn't really think about it all that much before. I think that would, that would, I would be scared. <laughs> uh... Like, seeing it in action in, like, this anime that's sort of uh, supposed to be, you know, more realistic or supposed to be more, um, has a little bit more blatantness when it comes to the lore and comes to the world that Pokemon is in, um, is scary, you know? I mean, it was interesting. It was, it was, it was pretty, it was a scary thought. Um, another thing sort of related to that, I saw a thing on Twitter where, uh, when the Corviknight dude who is in every episode, um, because it's called Twilight Wings. It's referring to the Corviknight dude, who's, I, I think, has been in every episode. If not, it's, like, centered around, you know, that sort of gimmick. I like it. Um, when the Corviknight taxi dude is waiting outside the hospital, there is a lampant. Uh, there's a lampant waiting out there for him. Or, there's a lampant waiting around him. And someone on Twitter, I forget who it is, I apologize, uh, I can't recall who it was, um, said that, like, Lampin's Pokedex entry says, like, it waits outside hospitals for children or people to pass on so it can, like, take their souls, and it's like, oh my god, Pokemon, no, they knew what they were doing when they put that lamp in there, I guarantee it, uh, and it was a little tidbit of, you know, trivia i suppose uh, an interesting little background thing that not a lot of people i think noticed and it's very funny <laughs> i see you i see you pokemon um really you know um what's the word i'm looking for i can't think of the word but they're they're really you know they know their pokedex entries uh they <laughs> and lamp being outside the hospital i mean that makes sense and it's it's creepy you know they did a good job with the creep factor in this episode i think uh which is something that we haven't really seen much from this uh series and i i very much like it 
uh, overall, it was a, it was a good episode. Not nearly as like awe inspiring or inspirational as maybe some of the other episodes were. I think like bees and Nessas were very very inspirational and like you know heartfelt to me. This one just sort of felt like story progression. Uh, you know, it was cute. Obviously, you know, he went to apologize and Alistair helped him break into the hospital so we could apologize to his friend. And, you know, we actually saw Leon opening the letter at the very end. You know, it was just, it was certainly heartfelt, but it didn't really bring it out in me as much as some of the other ones. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good episode. I, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, and if, like I said, if you haven't watched it yet and you're still interested in watching it, I would recommend that you do so. Uh, and I'm excited to see what uh, what else what else there is from Twilight Wings. I'm every episode I say that I'm super excited for the next one to come out, and this that still holds true. Uh, very great episode, good story. I liked. I was excited to, to for the story progression with the kid and the letter to Leon, and I'm excited to see. It seems like they're really kind of hunkering down and doing that because the like I said, uh, instead of like the promo, like the concept art at the end, it was like a little teaser and maybe hopefully what's next to come uh with leon opening the letter and stuff and you know hopefully they continue the story because it's actually kind of interesting or i think it's really interesting uh and i'm excited to see what they do next of course as always so yeah anyway uh before we end the episode here uh i would like to briefly talk about uh, the last segment for today, everyone's favorite segment, where we talk about a random move every episode. Uh, the one that I almost mistakenly called Random Pokemon of the Week earlier, Move Tutor. Uh, today's move is number 691, if I remember correctly. Essentially how I do this is I randomize a number between 1 and 742, which I believe right now is how many moves there are in the game. You know what? Something I just realized... Uh, that's probably pretty outdated. They've probably added a lot more moves. I've been doing 742 because that's how much there was when I first started doing Move Tutor. Oh, there's... Oh, yeah, there's way more. Oh, no, hold on. Is there? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's way more. Okay, so they... Uh, yeah, they added a bunch more, so I need to start updating that. There's 818 now, so I'm not... I'm losing out on, like, the top 50 uh, moves. So I certainly need to... Uh, I certainly, need, I certainly need to get that, get that going. So uh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, it's all of the, yeah, because 742 is how many moves there were at the end of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, uh, and then 743 and onward is Generation Eight. So um, hopefully, uh, maybe you know by statistics, uh, I can't promise anything, obviously, but maybe next time, next episode of Move Tutor will. Uh, will feature one of the moves from Generation 8. Uh, but anyway, number 691 is Clanging Scales. Uh, Clanging Scales is a damage-dealing dragon-type move introduced in Generation 7. Uh, it is one of the signature moves of Komo'o. One of the signature moves of Komo'o? Does Komo'o have more signature moves? Oh, you know, it's probably the Z-move. <laughs> um... It could be upgraded to the special Z move Clangaris, Cl Clangaris Soul Blaze by Komoo, holding Komonium Z in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, Clanging Scales inflicts damage and reduces the user's defense by one stage. Pokemon with the ability Soundproof are not affected by this move. Oops, I clicked off the page. Uh, it has a PP of 5, it is a special move, uh, has a power of 110, and an accuracy of 100%. Uh, and it says, 
The user rubs the scales on its entire body and makes a huge noise to attack the opposing Pokemon. The user's defense stat goes down one after the attack. Um, that's like literally it. Because, you know, I would talk about Clangorous Soul Blaze, but that is a separate move in its own, technically. Um, so I will, I will have to talk about Clangorous Soul Blaze uh, another time. Uh, but when it comes to clanging scales, that's it. <laughs> uh, it is learned by Komoo at level one, or uh, upon evolution, uh, it has, uh, it, it learns clanging scales. So, uh, a cool, you know, signature move for Komoo. I really like Komoo. I think it's a cool Pokemon and has a equally as cool signature move. Anyway, uh, I think that will be it for today. Uh, you know, I said it was going to be sort of a, a shorter episode, but I'm very, very glad that I didn't end up talking about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon because it, it's already an hour in the episode, you know, or the episode is like almost an hour long and I would have to go for even longer to talk about Mystery Dungeon. So I will, I, I can't promise anything, of course, but I will try my hardest uh, to talk about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX next episode. As long as something else doesn't come out and takes the spotlight away from it, I will be talking about that next time. Um, so yeah, hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one. Bye.